You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Hump Day. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work at Whole9Sports.com. And I'm going to just go full disclosure here. Um, recording today's episode on Tuesday afternoon, recording tomorrow's episode on Tuesday afternoon as well, uh, getting my vaccine in a couple hours, a second shot, and so I'm expecting to be kind of out of commission tomorrow, so full disclosure, just letting you know, sorry if tomorrow's episode is kind of outdated, I was recorded Tuesday, and I will be right back at it for Friday's show. But today, we'll take a look at which Florida Gator tight end could make an unexpected NFL impact this season. Florida being ranked as tight end U by Big Game Boomer, who if you don't know who that is, I highly suggest following Big Game Boomer. Great rankings on Twitter. And we'll look at some Gators football players that I'm hoping are going to make a sophomore leap. Thank you to the people who left a review. Please do continue to do so or reach out to me in some way so that I can make this the best Gators podcast around. Before we get started, just a quick reminder to follow Locked On Gators wherever you listen to podcasts so that you never miss an episode. And there's only one place to get all the info you need on the SEC five days a week, and that's Locked On SEC with Chris Gordy of Sports 790. Follow the Locked On SEC podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Wow, that was a mouthful. All right, let's go. <laughs> I'm going to jump right into this one. Trey Burton is the tight end that I was speaking about when I said an unexpected Gators tight end that could make an impact this season in the NFL. Um, He's someone who I've very openly, very vocally been supportive of and love what he can do, love what he brings to a team, love what he brings really to just any roster in any extent, really. Uh, He was undrafted out of Florida in 2014. I know we did a career recap of him um, a week before the draft, I think it was, but that was about a month ago now, so yikes um trey burton also has a grandfather larry that was drafted seventh overall in the 1975 nfl draft by the new orleans saints which is something i did not know until today when i was getting this set up so that is awesome he's a wide receiver he played in the nfl for five years for the saints and chargers um trey burton of course like i covered a few weeks almost a month ago really uh, was a quarterback convert that played running back, wide receiver, tight end at Florida. Dude really just did everything. And it was awesome at the time, but also very confusing. He was kind of like, he's kind of like Valdez Showers, how they just got used like everywhere, except of course Valdez played defensive back as well, but Trey Burn did not do that. But yeah, so he's kind of like Valdez Showers where they just got used everywhere. They were true utility guys but trey of course was quarterback and valdez was a defensive back uh trey coming straight out of college was with the philadelphia eagles and of course that's where he got most famous from that is that's the moment that really made him was that 
he was the guy that threw the ball in the Super Bowl on the Philly special play because, of course, he looped around what looked like an end around or a reverse, and then he threw a touchdown pass to Nick Foles, of all people, to uh, to ice that one away or salt that one away, whatever you want to say. Trey Burton threw the touchdown that really made just that Super Bowl that much better. It was, of course, one of the best offensive Super Bowls we've seen so that was really cool to see uh which is something that we don't usually see from the patriots in the super bowl no matter how many times we've seen them in the super bowl although hopefully we won't have to see him in the super bowl for a while am i right um he then spent two years with the chicago bears and he spent 2020 with the indianapolis colts that i've covered before he played a lot of like a wildcat quarterback type role in the in uh, indianapolis and I do think he's still talented enough to contribute in a secondary tight end role with a team. And with the ever-increasing trick plays and wildcat plays, he could be the guy. He could be the utility guy. I'm not going to say he's going to be as good or even close to as good as, you know, uh, Taysom Hill is for the Saints. I'm not going to say that. But he could be the guy that comes in rotationally and just comes in and makes a few plays, gives him some juice, uh, when he came in as Wildcat quarterback, oftentimes it was as it was on uh, on the goal line, so we could see him being used there. Some teams that I think could use him that could use a secondary tight end, and really might be open to using him for these trick plays. Um, the Arizona Cardinals are a team that would be really fun. He's an undersized tight end. They have a lot of undersized guys. That's their thing. They want to be faster than most teams. And I think Trey Burton kind of helps them do that. Of course, they don't use tight ends very often, so he could be their secondary tight end, but he could not even play every single game. So there's that downside, but he could still come in for those little trick plays. Cliff Kingsbury is not a, he's not a vanilla play caller. Uh, The Cincinnati Bengals coached by Zach Taylor, a team that I think could use a second tight end right now. Um, they, they've had success using two tight end packages in the past, so Trey Burton stepping in there could be pretty seamless, I'd say. He'd definitely be able to get playing time early on, if you're asking me. Um, I do think, again, Zach Taylor would be another guy that's willing to use him in that Wildcat quarterback package. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks are another team. I mean, they just, they're just such a weird team. Um <laughs> They did get Stone Forsyth, so recently added a Florida Gator uh, to their offense. They could add another one, this one being a veteran that can kind of just step in and, again, not play a ton, be a secondary tight end kind of guy, but he could fill that little role that they need there. And, I mean, the next one's the Jacksonville Jaguars. They love Florida quarterback slash tight ends. Ah, kidding. Um, The final team that I listed for Trey Burton, at least, as a team that could use him the Tennessee Titans, um, they've lost a lot of their pass catchers from last year because they lost Corey Davis, John Smith, uh, Adam Humphreys, I believe they lost also. So they've lost a lot of pass catching production. But the biggest thing that I think they lost was that athleticism from John Smith. He was a faster guy. He was kind of just used, you know, you can put him in the occasional running play, which they did. I get Arthur Smith was their offensive coordinator. He is no longer their offensive coordinator. He is now the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. But 
I mean, Trey Burton could fill that Jonu Smith role and maybe not be a huge contributor, but, you know, this is a team that they're going to use a secondary tight end. They want to run the ball a lot, and Trey Burton's not a fantastic blocker, but he's willing and at least a little bit capable. So there's that big upside. As we build up to the NFL season, let's start building our bodies too. I, again, so sorry. That's so gross, but I'm going to keep doing it. Built Bar is the best protein bar on the market. It has 18 delicious flavors, including recent Built Bar champion Coconut Brownie Chunk. Personally, though, I'm a cookie dough chunk or peanut butter brownie kind of guy. So I'm going to have it for my vaccine later, just saying. If you're trying to eat clean, but you've got a sweet tooth like me, that is no longer a problem. Built Bar is your low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber solution. You can even enjoy Built Bar if you're keto. Remember to use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. That is LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D. One five to get 15% off of your next order at BuiltBar.com. Continuing the theme of Florida Gator tight ends in the NFL, uh, recently, like I mentioned, Big Game Boomer had Florida as tight end university for him. And that's something that, you know, it's been discussed a little bit before where they've had a lot of tight ends come out and they've produced a lot of just talented tight ends. I think that their case is pretty solid. Just going back to, we'll go back to the 2000s, we'll say. Just that's as far as we'll go with it. Uh, You've got, of course, recently, Kyle Pitts going way back to the early 2000s. You've got Ben Troop. You've got Jordan Reed, uh, Trey Burton, Cornelius Ingram, Jake McGee, DeAndre Goolsby, who was surprisingly productive. Uh, I know that he's not like a huge name by any stretch of the word, but he was actually very surprisingly productive with Florida. At least for one year, he had like 40 catches. So that's a lot. Jake McGee, of course, was a transfer that came over. Um, He was productive in his time. Cornelius Ingram, Trey Burton, Kyle Pitts, Jordan Reed, former quarterbacks. So that's just really fun to keep bringing up. And I'm going to keep doing it uh, because that's the Florida specialty, apparently. Quarterback turned tight end. Um, There is also, of course, um, don't know if I should bring him up, but I'm going to just mention him just this once. Uh, Aaron Hernandez is a guy who, you know, he was, despite everything, uh, off the field. Strictly looking on the field as a Gator, he was very talented. He was a, uh, yep, he he was that. That's about as far, that's about as in-depth as I'm going to go there. Sorry, not super comfortable going in depth on him right now but maybe one day we'll set up an episode about it uh who knows but the combined college stats of all of those tight ends uh which of course there are eight tight ends on the list 534 catches 7746 yards and 64 touchdowns that is only catches remember so i mean guys like trey burton who played running back for part of his career and jordan reed was a quarterback the first year of his career um that's that's fantastic for me they had a lot of carries more than anything else uh or jordan reed didn't have a lot of carries he had i think two carries but he didn't play his for his freshman year because he was quarterback converting uh to tight end in his sophomore year so yeah i i'd say that you know they've been incredibly productive i mean just going off the top of my head that's it's about like 60 to 70 catches per player um 
and almost a thousand yards per player of course and eight touchdowns per player pretty sure that one's exactly on the nose there um so proud of myself there you know you know i'm proud of myself (laughs) i'm just having fun there um so yeah they've been incredibly productive in college of course all of those players but burton and goolsby uh Actually, and Jake McGee got drafted at some point. Kyle Pitts, Ben Troop, Jordan Reed were all, uh, and, you know, who, um, were all, I believe, third round or before getting drafted in that range. So that was just fantastic. And Kimora Gamble and Keon Zipper are the next guys up. One of the things to really look at with Florida being able to continue holding the title of tight end you in college football uh tim brewster who is now with the florida gators coaching staff he's got uh, i think it's 30 plus years of experience coaching tight ends and offenses they have no signs of slowing down because tim brewster is someone who he is the guy that's credited with making antonio gates Antonio Gates. Of course, everybody knows the story of Antonio Gates, who's a basketball player that then converted to tight end and had one of the greatest careers of all time for a tight end. Tim Brewster was the guy that really taught him the majority of what he knew as a tight end, helped him make that conversion, and helped him really become the dominant Hall of Fame player that he was. So with guys like Kimor Gamble and Keon Zipperer, I mean, they're already on the roster. They already get to work with Tim Brewster, and they've got a lot of potential. I know uh, Gamble is a redshirt junior, and Keanu Zipper is a junior, I believe. Again, just going off the top of my head here. Um, So they've got experience under their belt already, but being able to get coached by the guy who made Antonio Gates, Antonio Gates, not to take anything away from Antonio Gates. Of course, he had a lot to do with that. But to be coached by someone who helped him refine his routes, refine his blocking technique, and now to have him on your coaching staff and get to work with him every day is just fantastic and phenomenal. And the expectations, while they're not super high, just because no one can replicate what Kyle Pitts did, no one can really expect college tight ends to be super productive, uh, just because that's the nature of the beast, really. But Kimor Gamble and Keon Zipper have a ton of potential and a ton of really uh, opportunity now to really develop and become take that next step and become the next great Florida Gator tight end. Um, because, yeah, we, we have no signs of stopping. We've got the tight end recruits that are coming in, our very talented receivers. Uh, some look like solid blockers, but, again, that's high school. This is the big leagues now. Uh, but, yeah, they've got just – from 2000 on florida has produced tight end after nfl tight end after nfl tight end they've produced while in college which is something that i've mentioned is very rare for a college tight end to do so they've been developing these guys and quietly i guess building this uh reputation as a tight end factory for the nfl and with tim brewster now there's a lot to be excited about, and a lot more hope is here now. Think the Gators have a shot at the Natty this year? If you're confident, Bet Online currently has plus 3,300 odds, which 
I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I'm going to definitely take those odds. I love them. I'm going to make myself some money with it. Um, bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Bet Online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. With real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, I know I went off on a tangent earlier this week about it. I do mean anything. It is the best way to place your bets, and it's 100% free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use promo code locked on. To wrap up the show, we've got five Florida Gators that I'm hoping will take a sophomore leap. Of course, I didn't uh, I didn't specify really redshirt sophomore, true sophomore, whatever it may be. Uh, there's a variety here, so I'm just going to leave it sophomore. <laughs> uh, we've got three offensive players, two defensive. We've got wide receiver Trent Whitmore had one carry last year for negative two yards, 10 catches, 128 yards, and a touchdown. We've got Xavier Henderson's another wide receiver who had nine catches last year, 148 yards and one touchdown. Um, they are going to have significantly more opportunity this year just because, of course, we lost guys like Kadarius Tony, like Kyle Pitts, uh, like Trayvon Grimes. I mentioned Kyle Pitts in that because he did split out wide quite a bit. When he split out wide, even if we had Kimor Gamble out there, that took a receiver off the field so now Xavier Henderson Trent Whitmore have just that much more opportunity coming their way so expect huge jumps from them or at least I am expecting huge jumps from them next up is defensive back Rashad Torrance the second he had 25 tackles last year um and that was it so no pass defended no interceptions we're not looking at someone who really made plays on the ball we're looking at someone who just contributed um but i'm hoping that this year we'll be able to see him step up a lot that de- that secondary is going to get shaken up a little bit we got marco wilson is gone so he's got to get replaced we've got three safeties left so defensively at least in the secondary the gators are going to look pretty different next year and i'm excited for it just because it wasn't great last year they weren't terrible but they were not great by any stretch of the imagination. And so Rashad Torrance II is a guy that I'm looking to at least step up and make some plays for this secondary. Next up defensively, we've got Jervon Dexter, who had 20 tackles, two tackles for a loss, um, half a sack, and he, of course, he of course had an interception. Um, don't expect more of that from this year, but... Dexter, I'm expecting really big things from him. I get that now we've got, uh, I think it's three defensive linemen coming in to Florida that are just transfers, so not even including incoming freshmen. So could get a little murky there and a little bit muddled up just right in the middle. But Dexter is someone that I'm expecting to really take the next step and really, uh, really break out this year. He's probably the guy that I'm thinking is going to be significantly more productive than he was last year. Um, whether or not he really does it, yet to be seen. But Dexter is a guy that I'm expecting to really just... I want to see him step up mainly as a pass rusher. I think that's what Florida has been kind of missing out on. And whether or not he's really capable of doing it, 
yet to be seen, but what I'm hoping to see from him is stepping up as a pass rusher and really giving us that interior push that we've been looking for for, well, <laughs> quite some time now. Um, I've loved the interior pass rush, so I want someone that could push the pocket, kind of put a little bit of pressure on the quarterback, at least at least scare them a little bit. Uh, he's still been very raw. He's athletic for his size, but I'm looking for him to really uh, pick up the next, pick up the pace, really, and play with play with his hair on fire, if you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> to wrap it up, we've got offensively, we got the running back Naquan Wright. I saved him for last because he's the only guy that really was a consistent contributor last year. I uh, get 54 carries for 213 yards, two touchdowns. He had 19 catches for 219 yards. Um, I worry a little bit with him just because he might not get the same opportunities that he had this past season, just given that this backfield is looking very crowded right now. So when I'm looking at these guys like Naquan Wright, Damian Pierce, Iverson Clement, I'm looking not for their overall production. I'm looking at their production per touch because that's really what it's going to come down to. Uh, the ball's going to be spread out a lot with these guys. Uh, and then, of course, also we've got Emery Jones. is you know, the quarterback, but he's going to really open up this option attack for the Florida Gators. So Naquan Wright, while he probably won't get a ton of touches, I'm looking forward to him being a contributor in and really just picking up his per-touch production. That's what I'm looking for. One thing that I did like, 19 catches last year, that's great because we've got a lot of production to replace offensively this year, so Naquan Wright being able to step up and be that guy would be so very much appreciated. That about does it for today's episode of Locked On Gators. Join me tomorrow as we'll talk about how the Gators can replace the offensive firepower that they lost to the NFL this year once again, my name is Brandon Olson. You can check me out on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work with Whole9Sports.com. That is W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports. Be sure to check out Locked On Saints, hosted by Ross Jackson, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Join Ross as he covers all things Saints every single day of the week, Monday through Friday, of course. And on the weekend, give him a little break. And... Congratulations to Ross because he is now on YouTube as well. So awesome for him today on the Locked On Today podcast. Our local experts weigh in on who should win the MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, and Head Coach of the Year in the NBA. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts.